1: Get Well Live. This is the show where your health is your wealth. Surviving is more important than just surviving. And the only thing lost is over pounds. I'm your health and lifestyle coach. This is Healthy Talk Radio. From heart disease, aches and pains, to even your basic cough and sneeze. This is Talk Radio. It's empowering your health. Thanks for joining us. Phone lines are open, 888-283-7272. That's 888-283-7272. Or you can send me an email. We're going to kick it off. With Christina. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the show, darling.
2: Oh, I'm going to have to start listening to you every night. I was calling (laughs) you about something specific and uh, listening to the others, I realize I don't know enough, (laughs) but I do have diabetes and my question was this, and then I'll add that I've got more difficulties than I thought. Um, Okay. You know, I have always heard that if you don't eat, that your blood sugar drops. Well, That's right. But in the morning, if I take my blood sugar at 5, it's usually eh, between 101 and 119. But if I wait till 7 or 7.30, it's on up there by 128, 139. I mean, what is happening? I don't understand it because I haven't eaten. I I didn't eat anything between 5 and 7.00. But if I don't take my blood sugar earlier, it's higher. What's going on? Do you know? What that?
1: happens? Yeah, absolutely. What happens is over a period of time when you wake up in the morning, yeah. cortisol levels cortisol levels are supposed to be at their highest in the morning. Now, cortisol, cortisol is a stress hormone.
2: C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L?
1: Yes, cortisol is a, it's a stress hormone, and stress. it's secreted by the adrenal glands. And Uh the adrenal glands are the body's stress glands. And when that happens, then a couple things. Typically, let me tell you the normal pattern. First thing, you wake up in the morning, cortisol levels are supposed to be very high. Uh And when you wake up in the morning and they're high, it can affect blood sugar levels. As it affects blood sugar levels, it can cause you to feel a certain way. It can cause you to get actually the blood sugar to actually change. So that's why when you first wake up, if your body's in a fatigued state, then your cortisol levels can be a little bit lower. If they're a little bit lower, your blood sugar is going to be a little bit lower. Once cortisol kicks in a little bit, though, it makes your blood sugar kind of go haywire a little. And that's why it begins to increase, even though you haven't had any food. And that's why breakfast is so important. That's why they call it breakfast. Break fast is the word. It's because you're breaking a fast and being in sleeping state. Now see, when you're sleeping, your body is still utilizing glucose, which is blood sugar. And it's it's still utilizing some of the food and nutrition that you've had from the day before. But once you start winding down into that six to eight hours of sleep, then the body's cortisol levels kick in, makes you more hungry. And, of course, then the blood sugar levels begin to change. And if you're dealing with diabetes, then you're going to be playing, you know, you're one of those things that you want to eat first. As soon as you wake up, you need to be putting food in your body. Everybody really does. But when you're dealing with diabetes, it's something that you really need to do is to get up and get that meal in. Now, your meals don't need to have a lot of carbohydrates in the morning. you got to keep it simple. So a good meal or breakfast for you in the morning to keep your blood sugar stabilized is you want to have equal amounts of lean protein sources like chicken, fish, beef, or eggs. So eggs would be great in the morning, of course. And that's the whole egg, not just egg whites, not egg beaters, but the real thing. So two to three organic eggs in the morning, cooked in coconut oil or butter, and then your carbohydrates, you could do a bowl of fresh berries, like strawberries or blueberries, raspberries, something like that would be great. And not toast and not potatoes and not oatmeal. You want to stay away from all those things that are going to affect your blood sugar in a negative way. And then you want to get good, healthy fats in the morning. Now, if you eat the eggs, you'll get great fats out of the egg yolks. And, of course, if you're using coconut oil to cook with or butter, that's going to be really good fat as well. Fat does a couple of things. It slows down the digestive process of your food so it doesn't go in and out of your body so quickly. It takes its time so you can utilize the proteins and and the fats and all that kind of thing. So it's important to be able to do that. Now the other thing too, with diabetes, you want to start using some things with your meals that will help regulate blood sugar. One is alpha lipoic acid. It's an antioxidant that works very well. But then they also have some minerals that work well. Vanadium is really important. Also, chromium picolinate is great, in manganese. All three of those can be taken along with the alpha-lipoic acid with your meals to help regulate blood sugar and really get the body more stabilized, especially your pancreas, which is where the blood sugar is secreted in the first place, and get it where it needs to be. So those are a couple of places to start. Now, I do encourage you to exercise because in diabetes, exercise plays a big role, and a lot of people really don't exercise the way they need to when they're struggling with diabetes and getting that in place, getting it in order, one of the best things that you can do to get your health back where it needs to be. 888 283 7272. That's 888 283 7272. Our health challenges are something we deal with every single day. And most of them, 80% of them, are diet and lifestyle related. That means if you can lifestyle your way into getting sick, you can lifestyle your way out and get well. It's true, the body changes. Every single day. So are you willing to change with it? Are you willing to make the kind of choices and the kind of changes that you need to make in order to get well? Well, that's something that you have to decide. And it's something that you have to look into and want to do. And that's why the subtitle of my book, Empowering Your Health, has always been, do you want to get well? Because if you do, if you're willing to do whatever it takes, no matter how hard it might be, then your body can get well. And that's the choice you have to make because the choices, the things that we do, the choices, the lifestyle choices we make every day matter. Foods that we eat, the water that we drink, getting half our body weight in ounces of pure, non-chlorinated water daily, the exercise that we get or don't get, the rest that we get, making sure that we get to bed before midnight, knowing that one every minute of sleep before midnight is worth four minutes after midnight. That plays a big role. So monitoring stress levels, managing our stress, managing our health, all play key roles in getting our bodies where they need to be. So what are you doing with your health? Have you made some changes? Or are you just sitting back hoping that you don't get sick or hoping that you don't get something that might be coming down the pipeline genetically or thinking that you're going to get something that grandma or grandma had, grandpa had? not true genetics play about 15 to 20 percent of the overall equation remember that so our lifestyle choices play the biggest role in our health and the good news is we're in control of that so no one else can take responsibility for your health but you and so what kind of choices are you making today because the choices you can and will to make today will determine the health that you're going to have tomorrow. 888-283-7272. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Now let's go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the show. I want to
3: say I think you're a godsend, and I wish there was one of you standing on
1: every corner. Well, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. What's going to be your question tonight?
3: All right. So um, I have a son-in-law who's
1: had... um, a couple of bouts of the MRSA infection. MRSA infection. i tell you what, we're going to go into this break, hang tight, and we're going to talk about MRSA. We'll get into the details about what's been going on and come up with a great solution. MRSA is something that a lot of people struggle with, and it's something that affects our immune system in a major way, but there's a way to get out of it, and we'll talk about that and get into the question when we come out of this break. So hang tight.
4: Support. you the of cherry okay 25,000 cheering next drive now you want to try that on television well you see radio is a
5: very special medium because it stretches the imagination advertising your business with gcn is
0: simple effective and more affordable than you might think visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info take your business to the next level
5: to be part of the show, call one 283 That's one 283 More Healthy Talk Radio next.
6: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock.
5: To find out more, connect with On-Call Radio online at inshapenetwork.com.
1: son-in-law is dealing with a first infection. Kathy, you were starting to tell me about it, so why don't you go into the question and we'll see what we can do to figure things out.
3: All right. So, um, I don't think it was last year, the first part of the year, he had about with the Mercer. He um, had one lance that was pretty bad. Uh, he uh, was on pretty strong antibiotics. Since then, he's had another couple of flare-ups in here in the last I believe it was uh, this past Saturday he came down with another one, which is pretty large. He used to, uh, went to the uh, doctor. He gave him some scepter uh, uh, and body take. Um, he's running a temperature of like 102.5, maybe a little mm-hmm. higher with it. And um, I told my daughter that I was going to call you and talk with you because I listened to you quite frequently. and um, Oh, great. I had talked with you earlier last year concerning my husband, and some of the advice that you had given me had really helped my husband. And I told her that I was going to call and see if, you know, if you could give us some (laughs) ideas about how to keep this thing from annoying him right on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. What
1: is his age? He is uh, 39, 40. 39. 39.
3: 39.
1: Okay, so right around Right around the big turn, right there.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: well, a couple things. A couple things that he can do is when you're dealing with MRSA, and of course, I guess he's done several antibiotics, right? Yeah, nothing's sir. seemed to help. He's gone the route. All right. Yes, the you, first you want to do. The first thing you want to do. I mean, obviously, he's done that. So the other thing is to make sure that the things he's putting inside of his body every single day are going to matter tremendously. When you're dealing with the immune system, you have to do everything you can with a MRSA infection to make the body's own natural immune system extremely strong. And it's not hard to do. You can make it happen, but he has to be very strategic in the things that he that he chooses to do now. And first thing I would make sure that he's doing on a regular basis is cutting out all wheat products that contain any kind of flour. So bread, pasta, cereal, crackers. Why? Because there's that protein in there called gluten, and gluten is... Highly inflammatory to the body. It used to be thought that gluten is simply for people that deal with celiac, and it's just a celiac disease issue, and people can't handle gluten. But what we found is about 95% of people cannot handle it. They just can't. And because you can't handle, they can't handle gluten. Then it affects the body in so many different ways. Whether it's an infection or it's autoimmune disease. Or other types of things. So it's important to avoid it altogether, at least for eight weeks, because it takes seven and a half weeks for a gluten protein to come out of the system and not affect it. So I would start there without a shadow of a doubt. I would get started in that, with that aspect, have him change the way he's eating, because that's going to help build the immune system. He can use echinacea and golden seal. It comes in a tincture and it works well in supporting immune function, building up the immune system. I'll tell you what really kills off MRSA-related infections now, especially if he's gone the route of doing all the antibiotics. See, that's the key right there. Coming off the antibiotics and not seeing the complete results that he's looking for, that plays a big role. There's one that works very well. It's kind of old school, but it's new school, and it's ionic silver. It works well, and it's something that he can use on a daily basis. It keeps the immune system strong, kills off extra or excess viral infections, bacterial infections. And he would simply want to do about 20 drops three times a day, and you can do it with meals. No big deal. But it works well. And high vitamin C levels, too, work very well. And I would say between five and 7,000 milligrams per day of vitamin C is going to be great for him to completely have things balanced out within his body. And it's, it's important to do that. It's important to make sure that vitamin C levels... Are balanced and in on a higher end because they found that the higher your vitamin C levels are in the body. Linus Pauling did a big study on it, and of course he won a Nobel Prize for his research in vitamin C. And it's just great because we've learned of how it affects the human the the immune system and how much it strengthens it. And with MRSA, you know, you're dealing with something that's really challenging. I mean, it's something that's so resistant to the different bacteria uh, antibiotics. It's such a, a resistant bacterium that it can be a little bit scary and people when they hear MRSA they can you know it's they, they freak out and and they get really concerned but it's something that we see a lot more now than we used to and if you just come up with a way to build the immune system up and do things on a daily basis see that's the key it's making those little daily deposits in his health account is what's going to make the difference and he's young he's 39 and that's really young still his immune system is still strong, and even though he's running these fevers, I would still encourage you to do the same protocol. Cod liver oil is important, and probiotics are very important when you're dealing with a massive bacteria like MRSA. You want to do—he wants to do four probiotics in the morning on an empty stomach, and I would do four at lunch, right after or before, about thirty minutes before lunch. It, it just—it's better to do it on an empty stomach, and then evening dinner same thing on an empty stomach works well works very well and i would encourage you to encourage him to get started but don't lose hope that's the thing that he cannot lose is hope because in the middle of all this his body as much as it can get an infection like MRSA it can start getting well and the, the foods that he's eating every day first thing you've got to change you have to change that change the way he eats you will literally change the way he lives and it's so important because MRSA is scary It's something that a lot of people struggle with, but he doesn't have to keep it. It's one of those things that even though it's like just because the antibiotics didn't work, we don't just throw our hands up in the air and just say, oh, well, there's nothing else we can do. There's a lot that can happen. And focus on getting his immune system strong. And at the end of the day, his body will respond, and he'll be able to shake that thing. Even though people say it's very difficult, he will. He's young enough to be able to fight it. His body can fight it. And I want to hear about it. Give me a call back here on the show or email me. To
8: be a part of the show, call 888-283-7272. That's 888-283-7272.
0: USA News Update. A federal judge in California is rejecting a lawsuit by pro-Palestinian groups seeking to force the Biden administration's hand. They want the White House to put a stop to the Israeli military offensive in Gaza, which has left more than 26,000 Palestinian civilians dead. In dismissing the case, the judge said he did not have jurisdiction over the matter. If your kids consume energy drinks, their brain might be at risk. According to new research, those who drank energy drinks with caffeine or stimulants in them had a higher risk of mental health issues, including attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Actor Alec Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to involuntary manslaughter charges in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Hanya Hutchins on the New Mexico movie set of Rust. Baldwin waived his arraignment and entered the plea in a court document that was filed Wednesday. John Schaefer, USA News.
9: That's 818-984-6100.
4: Shop Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries in how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach. The dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there.
5: To find out more, visit the show online, inshapenetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the show. All
10: right, great man. What's up? Uh, I have some general questions about adult attention deficit disorder. Let's uh, talk about it. Well, I'm I'm curious about diagnosis and then treatment options.
1: Okay, what are you curious about? Just what have well, you done?
10: Let's start, let's start here.
1: Where have you gone? Where are you now? And then we'll come up with some options.
10: Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I for a long time I, I'm almost forty years old and. Uh, for a long time, I've just had a, a hard time focusing on different tasks. I'm a fairly successful adult, but I still have, you know, my mind wanders during the day. Um, I tend to set up multiple tasks at once instead of uh, focusing on one thing. And then my lack of interest in things, I, you know, a friend said, "Well, maybe you're depressed." And I kind of looked and I said, "No, I don't think I'm depressed." Um, and then another friend suggested, "Well, have you ever?" Been diagnosed with adult attention deficit disorder. I've done a little bit of research online, and kind of maybe, but you know, I guess my next step would be to go to my healthcare provider. And but I was a little curious right. what you could tell me about their how they diagnose it, um, and then treatment options after diagnosis.
1: Okay. So tell me a little bit about this. Now, they—I mean, do you find yourself really struggling with it now, or is it something that you deal with just periodically?
10: No, every day. (laughs) I mean, in the in the last two years, it's (laughs) gotten worse.
1: (laughs) Right, I got it.
10: And I was never diagnosed as a a, you know a hyper child. Um, so you know, it kind of came out of the blue. But the more I read about it, the the more I'm like, yeah, it kind (laughs) of (laughs) fits.
1: Well, tell me what you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's see what a day in the life of Todd looks like.
10: Um, breakfast usually is either coffee or a NOS or a monster or something along those lines. Wow. Lunch is a, a side salad and then a burger of some sort. Uh, and yeah. then dinner is sporadic. Um, my wife tries to keep me healthy, but I don't know if she's all that successful at it. And I'm, <laughs> that's some I decisions mean,
1: that you, sounds like that's the decision you have to make.
10: <laughs> right. I mean, I, I would put myself in good health. Um, I'm not overweight. Uh, you know, fairly physically active. Right. So uh, I don't know that if, if diet's a big part, but that's something I... That it's it's, it's a huge help.
1: part. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a huge part. All of it's a huge part. But I mean, the reality is when when it comes to your health and it comes to dealing with. ADHD or ADD, it, adult child, it's the same thing. The, the same thing's happening. You're dealing with neurotransmitters, and the neurotransmitters that are being affected, typically, when you're dealing with neuro, with uh, ADHD, are a couple things. Now, the first one we usually see is dopamine. Dopamine is it, that's the one that also can be affected with bipolar highs and lows. Okay. And but ADHD is. You know, obviously you can't focus. I mean, that's the big deal. You want to right. avoid the two foods I always talk about. They're, they create food allergies, but gluten is the main one. Now, cow's milk dairy, I talk a lot about it, avoiding it as much as you can. But I, when it comes to ADHD, I'm talking I'm talking about foods with flour, bread, pasta, cereal, crackers. But the reality is, is it's not great at all, and it's not it's horrible for you. And that gluten protein, when you remove it. You're going to notice it in a major way. I would say that's the number one thing you could do. Second thing is you want to balance out your dopamine levels. And the way to do that is you want to eat foods like meat, of course the organic grass-fed kind, fish, eggs, cheese, and chocolate. All of those play a major role in your overall health, and especially balancing out dopamine levels. You want to avoid caffeine, so these drinks you're drinking for breakfast, (laughs) like those NOS drinks and all that, Uh that you're, you're fueling the fire, you're throwing gasoline on the fire, and you think it's water. And so that's why every time you throw the the, the gasoline on the fire, the flames get higher. You're just right. you're, you're making it worse by the things you do every day. Here's some supplements that help raise dopamine levels. Blueberry extract is very good. Okay. okay tyros, tyrosine is very good. Pyridoxal five phosphate, that's P5P. Vitamin B six is incredible. Inositol cysteine is great as well. Okay, so those are the ones that keep dopamine levels elevated. And also, I'll tell you, the dark chocolate, Uh the real dark chocolate, like the 80% kind, it's a little bit bitter. You can have a little bit of that every single day, about four squares of that a day, and it will help raise dopamine levels naturally. So there's some things, and and really, you'll notice a big difference. I would also get a blood test just for kicks and giggles and see how your testosterone level is. Okay. Because low dopamine levels in a male will always equate to low testosterone levels. And you want to make sure that that stays up so you don't have prostate issues. So see how everything's kind of interconnected? I mean, you're asking me one question, and there's about three different ways to skin a cat in this. But you have to look at all ways, too, because they all tie in, and they all make a big difference in their overall health equation. So long story short, change your diet. Get on some of the supplements that will make a difference. You know, eat on some of the foods that I listed out for you and see how your body responds. You're going to need about an eight-week period to really see a difference. So it's not going to happen in two days. So All don't right. get into the microwave generation of people that want things tomorrow. And cod liver oil, of course, it's a gimme. So a tablespoon in the morning, tablespoon in the evening, you're going to notice some major changes. When you do, please tell me about it. I want to hear about it. Either shoot me an email or call me back here on the show. It's great talking with you, 888 7272 If you need a new prescription for your life, then call in right now with questions about your health, 888 7272 And now we're going to go to Angela. Hi, Angela.
11: Hi, hey, how are
1: you? Living well. What's up?
11: Um, my question is, um, I stay very busy. I have a full-time job. I have a cleaning service that I do on Sundays, and I'm currently in massage therapy school.
1: Oh, congratulations. That's great. You like it?
11: I, I love it, but I'm like, I'm at the part where the rubber hits the road with the neuromuscular therapy part, <laughs> and, I'm, yeah. and I'm finding that I'm really very irritable. I feel like that my, every nerve ending I have in my body is like PMSing. I just, like, really? really bite my tongue to calm down. I, I get stressed, and especially when it's time for a test or something, and I've really been trying to eat healthy, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm trying not to be so irritable going through what I'm going through, but I don't know how not to stress out so much on everything. I eat bananas for breakfast for the most part in the morning. For lunch, I cut up bell peppers of all colors, cucumbers, um, avocado. I eat one of those, but I also have an eating disorder that I've been battling with for a few years, and so I get paranoid eating at night, and I go to school at night.
1: Oh, I got it. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound like you're eating a lot of protein, though. Are you not? Are you vegetarian?
11: I'm trying to be. I have a heart. Well, you know, we took nutrition in in school, and they played some movies that really freaked me out about eating meat.
1: Don't let it it freak you out.
11: Well, it showed how it was processed. I
1: know. I've seen them. They
11: do, and I'm like... The corn-fed cows and the stuff like that is just like really... So I can't find myself wanting to eat meat, so I don't know what to do.
1: Well, I think there's a couple things. First thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you're getting plenty of proteins and you're not. So that right there in itself is going to make anybody irritable because you can't produce the right kind of neurotransmitters. I was just talking to a gentleman about dopamine, and dopamine, when it gets low in the body... You can't focus. It's hard to concentrate. You get irritable. You get snappy with people, and you're thinking, "Why am I? Why am I so?" <laughs> like Medea says, "Why are you so angry?" Yeah, so, exactly. You know what I mean. And it's 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 one of those deals where you want to keep your brain chemistry balanced, neurotransmitters, so you can be balanced and you can be the kind of person that you know you are. And can I ask your you bra- this? Yeah,
11: I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I've been taking ginkgo biloba too.
1: It's not going to do it. Is that good for your brain? It's okay. It's okay. A lot of weak studies out on Ginkgo right now, meaning that it's it's not really everything it's been cracked up to be for oh, a while. Okay. Yeah, so what you want to do is you want to start, I would increase your meat intake. I really would. Now, you don't have to do so much red meat, but I would increase at least maybe one piece a week and do only do the organic, grass-fed, hormone-free at least because the iron and the B12 that you have in there, the conjugated linoleic acid, there's so many... Nutrients that are in there that's so good for us. I mean, that's why it's one of the best things you can eat. Now, fish and eggs—if you'll stick with that for your, pro, your major protein sources—then uh-huh. you'll get great benefits. You'll start—you'll stabilize your brain chemistry big time. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Oh. So, but you're doing great with the fats—the avocados and the fish oils and and the nuts and the almonds and all that kind of thing. That's great. Vegetables, great. Breakfast bananas—throw that out the window two organic eggs in the morning for breakfast, get a bowl of fresh berries, and that needs to be your breakfast. You're going to have healthy fats, great proteins. You know, eggs have probably the best protein source on the planet. So just by doing that, getting the good low glycemic carbohydrates and those berries, that's going to make a huge difference in the way that you feel and the way that your body responds. So get started on that, and then stay in touch with me, see if your body is still acting and your brain chemistry is acting the way that it is. Blueberries are really good for balancing dopamine chocolate, of course I just talked about with the call before you, and also keeping those protein levels up and your healthy fats up. Triple eight two eight three seventy two seventy two
12: MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com
8: To be a part of the show, call 888-283-7272. That's 888-283-7272. We'll be back in a moment.
13: February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay, join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1 877 928 8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X T E N D O V I T E.com. Extend your life with extendivite.
5: On Call Radio and watch On Call TV at inshapenetwork.com.
1: So here's the deal. you deal dealing with anxiety. You don't know why. You came out of nowhere. You're not stressed out. Life's not falling apart. But yet, you can't, let me guess, you can't sleep at night, right?
11: No. I, well, if I take my Xanax, I sleep at no,
1: night. No, I'm talking about without medicine. Right. Right. So one of the major symptoms of low GABA levels in the brain is insomnia and anxiety. Those are the two. And so you take the Xanax, and it takes care of those issues. So you're able to go to sleep, and then, of course, you're not anxious. But the problem is it's very addictive. So here's the deal. for To bring GABA levels up, here are the foods, from a nutritional perspective, that one should avoid. Okay, Peanuts, walnuts, hazelnuts, almonds, cheese, oatmeal, anything with barley in it. Anything with wheat flour in it, so that's bread, pasta, cereal, crackers, rice, salmon, spinach, and beans. All those foods right there will lower your GABA levels and make them worse. So if you eat those foods, it's making it's making your condition worse. And all the the benzodiazepine, all the Xanax is doing is masking all of that. Now supplements that can be helpful for GABA. Remember GABA itself. If you take it as a supplement, which they tried to make it in a supplement, but it didn't cross what's called the blood-brain barrier. It didn't cross over. And one of the main issues with the supplements that are are actually beneficial, L-theanine, very good. L-taurine, very good as well. And here's one that they've said is really good, valerian root. But I've talked to a lot of pharmacists, and just the interactions of what valerian root can do, it can have some similar effects a, it's got a very long half-life, and what that means is when you take a valerian root, it stays in the system. So I've talked to several pharmacists, and they just said that's on their black list, meaning that they're not big fans of recommending that. So they are the experts when it comes to chemistry in the body, no doubt, and how drugs interact and how supplements interact. So just be careful. If you If you look into valerian root, which is a big component for... GABA levels you got to be careful with it and you got to make sure you're working with a doctor at some level that's watching over you with that because it can be combined with other components and that can be fine but just know that again you just got to be careful with it so if you haven't had any major issues, life hasn't thrown you a major curveball you haven't gone through a lot of stress and you're wondering what in the world is going on and what's causing anxiety usually it's nutritional typically. And the Xanax is only going to be a Band-Aid. And again, you'll get addicted to it, very much so. So I'd be real careful with it. And your diet, that's the other key. Now, you told me, basically, I mean, there wasn't one thing that you mentioned that was healthy in what you're eating. The only way you're going to really make some major transitions in your life and conquer brain chemistry and conquer your body chemistry and feel better than you've ever felt before is to really focus. Now, if you want to finish out your vacation and do what you want, that's up to you. And, and I'm not, I don't want to like try to dictate that, take all the fun away, but there's more fun in healthy eating and healthy living and feeling really good and having that energy. I always say that nothing tastes as good as feeling good does. And that's a little mantra that I've always taught people and a mantra that I live by. And it's true. But healthy foods, if you make them right and learn how to eat, you know, prepare them and whatnot, it's really amazing. So I would encourage you to start maybe looking down that path of what it means to eat healthy. Now, my book is called Empowering Your Health. But, I mean, and there's a lot of good books out there. So if you get mine, get someone, to be, find someone that you can figure out how to lower inflammation in the body, lower inflammation all the way around. And if you do that, you'll find a lot of the keys to really healthy living. You know, of course, drinking more water, exercise, all the basic lifestyle choices that it's kind of like common sense, but we just don't do it. A lot of people don't. Those make a major difference, too. But knowing that you can change, that's the key. I know you're dealing with anxiety, but remember, everything in the body is tied with everything. So it's all about connecting the dots. And when you start connecting the dots, that's where you start finding the healing for what you're shooting for. Thanks so much for the call. 888-283-7272. That's 888-283-7272. Or you can check us out on the web. We can catch you and get up with all that's going on on the show. Avocado is our food for the day. I'm a big fan. Why? Because they're great for prostate health, but really so much. And they pack a huge punch. They're healthy fats, but they also contain folate, potassium, monounsaturated fats, and of course they're very high in fiber. And they contain oleic acid, which has been formed or been found to improve overall fat levels in the body and help control diabetes. So by using avocados, their main source is fat, of course, but they can lower triglycerides by up to 20%. Yes, I said lower your triglycerides by up to 20%. Pretty incredible. And they help lower overall cholesterol. A low-fat diet containing avocados has been shown to both lower levels of dangerous low-density lipoprotein. That's the bad type of cholesterol and raise the HDLs. That's the good kind of cholesterol. And the avocados are also a huge source of fiber, 10 grams and only one avocado. And we know, of course, that will help lower blood pressure, heart disease, and certain types of cancer, specifically colon cancer. They contain 30% more potassium than a banana. Don't go for the banana. Go for the avocado. Potassium is beneficial on the body by lowering blood pressure, yada, yada, yada. So as you can see, the benefits of avocados I'm a big fan of most people worry about the fat. And I think it's ridiculous because the fat in these avocados is the kind of fat that you need. And most of us get a lot of the fat we don't need. By putting the good, healthy fats in, you'll notice a big difference in your overall health. Puts another hour in the charts. I'd like to thank producer, Leslie Pardue, and the rest of the team. Go tell one person something you learned on this show. And together, we can change the health of our friends, our families. In our communities, you're listening to the Best in Healthy Talk Radio, where we're diagnosing hope one person at a time.
5: This show is designed to provide accurate information of a general nature on the subject matter covered and given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged with rendering any form of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This information is not approved by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease. Always seek the advice of a licensed physician with any question you may have regarding your medical condition.
1: Please support us now at the
2: full restore.